Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Strand Tennis Center podcast, filled with tips, advice, tennis, not tennis, just life advice too, whatever you need. Uh, like it on YouTube, share it on uh, the podcast as well. Thank you. Welcome to the Strand Tennis Center podcast. Is that a good enough distance, Santi, from the mic? Um, we were just talking off camera, which is which is interesting because I think we'll make it part of the podcast or the podcast is, um, gosh, everything goes back to controlling only yourself. So you're going to have, and we were, he, we were talking with Santi about, uh, first we were talking about how Santi got a job here. He applied on LinkedIn and we went through a little bit of the email progression and he, used to, he was calling me sir in the email and it was so funny. I was like. This is not Santi now. Knowing oh, Santi's like, he doesn't call anybody sir. What's going on? Um, it was funny correspondence, but we're going to put a new ad out because we're looking for workers. And, and when we were saying that, Santi goes, is this person not coming? There's a person that had committed from out of state that was going to come here. And sometimes, in general, when things get committed from far out from a few weeks, it's a hit and miss kind of thing. You're like a little dicey, right? We had some person come from way out west, and it's worked out really nice. And you're always afraid that they won't, you know, that they won't walk through the door when you commit to something that far. And I would say hiring. It's, it's a great example of discussing it. We'll, we'll talk about business. Then I'm going to talk about a little tennis stuff, too. But I'd say hiring is a 50-50 split. Uh, you know, it's really, if you hire 10 people, five of them will probably stick. And then out of those five, three of them will be like superstars are really good not even superstars i would say it's hard to find a superstar it's just the way it is i'm gonna be pretty kind of candid about finding employees that and it's and again i've learned not to have my expectations get in the way of how i want it because again an employee is never going to be you they have to just be good enough to do the job to get it done and to accomplish it, it just has to be 80% of you. That's what scaling is. So when you hire somebody, you'll probably get two that work, two that don't. And the two that work, one will be very good and the other one will be good. You know, sometimes it is what it is. You know, companies need like B and C players too. You can't have everyone trying to be the leader because it's really hard. There's a lot of butting of heads. You need people that will will be like, you know, I just want to do my job. I want to do it as best I can. I don't have any of these huge aspirations to do anything, you know, and I don't want to be Steve Jobs or any of that. And, and so you need people that are kind of like not A players, but are B players. And they're just as valuable as the A players. If you have a group of 40 A players, it's like, it's like a basketball all-star team, right? They never beat a solid teamwork team. A team that works together and knows all their roles is much more valuable than five superstars because they all want the attention. So that's what you need. So we were talking, and this person was supposed to come, and then they changed their mind. And they you know, had a second thought or they were going through something. But you really can't get... You get so you can't get upset anymore. Like I used to years ago be like, I cannot believe this person has committed to something, and then they're not going to do this. And this is ridiculous. You just kind of learn how to roll with it, and you move on. Because it's like 
it's a per, it's it, it's equating it to a relationship. If somebody if you're dating somebody and they come up to you, and go, I don't want to be with you anymore. What are you gonna do? Convince them to stay? What does that mean? Like I, I love when people go, No, you're making a mistake, honey. We need to break up. But no, but uh, in other words, we need to break up. No, we're making a mistake, honey. We shouldn't break up. Oh, you're convinced me now. I'm gonna marry you. Like it doesn't work. Once the person is kind of mentally not interested in coming or being together with you or any of that or coming to work or any of that stuff. That's their decision. You can't try to convince them, and that's really a conversation that you have. You just say, you know, look, I'm not here to convince you to come here. I think this place is great, but it's not my job to say, oh, we're incredible, and you have to come here. You're making a mistake because that person will never be here on the right terms, and they'll end up leaving anyways, and then you'll, you'll carve out a schedule for me, and you get screwed. So don't try to convince anyone. You know, don't sell the unsellable. She's she, he, it. Everyone, the person that is not interested is unsellable and you just move on. You cannot because it's already hard enough to find an employee that'll, that is interested in learning something, interested in doing this, is curious. And then if you've got to force them to come in and beg and plead, it's not worth it. So you can equate – and I, I think this podcast is basically mirroring tennis – and business because it's the same thing. So if I'm training a student and they just don't want to be here, they don't want to work, I'll tell the parent, look, I think this is a waste you know, of your time and hard-earned money because they're not here because they want to be here. They got to want to be here. And if they don't want to be here, I'm just fighting upstream and then I look like a failure. So you have to be able to say, look, this person doesn't want to be here instead of Yesing the parent, yesing the kid, and then there's no results, and the parent's like, this is a failure. You have to go out there and say, be respectful and be clear and say, look, this is what's going on. I'm just gonna letting you know when the results don't happen, this is the reason why. Too many people try to yes people, and they say, okay, yeah, that's fine. You did great today. They're doing great. They're doing great, and there's no results coming, and then it just looks bad for you. You have to be honest from the get-go with the employee, with the student. The student has got to meet you more than halfway. They have to learn how, how hard it is to do this job, teach how hard it is to, to do the job in the sense of training. You have to work really hard. And you got to want to be here. And if you don't want to be here, it's never going to work. Um, so, yeah. So it, it's, it's always making sure that you realize that people – are different. They're all different. They're all going to have different needs. And you got to learn to not, you know, I was talking to one of our managers uh, this week and saying, you have to get used to it being a kind of, uh, it's always, it's, it's always going back and forth. There's, it's always, it's a living, breathing thing, a business, right? And, and like training, there's, there's going to be a change all the time. There's always going to be something different that happens. As soon as you think like, all right, this is going just perfect, something will change and get used to it. And that's what you have to do. You have to get comfortable with getting used to change because it changes all the time. Problem is people don't want things to change and, it, and then they get stressed out when things happen. Get comfortable with it changing because it changes all the time. You know, it just, just happened, right? We thought, oh, we're going to have this person here. They're going to do this, this, and this. No. Anytime you start having expectations, everybody starts to laugh because you start expecting, oh, this will happen and that will happen. You just kind of work as hard as you can. You have an outline and you have to learn how to just 
bend with that. With your student, too, when you're training your student, you're going to have to learn to go, okay, this is the best way to reach this student, and this is not the best way to reach this student. You've got you to be able to be a very good listener when you're a teacher. You have to listen really well, because if you don't, you're not going to reach the kid. You're going you're gonna to miss him completely. Uh, you know, and that's kind of on the top of the mind this week is living with chaos. And that's what you have to kind of do. And uh, enjoy the chaos. Anything topical? Well, what was the match about, uh, I mean, obviously, this Ukraine thing is going on. Who was the player that wouldn't play against the Russian this week? The woman's player wouldn't play against the other Russian player. Refused. Boycotted her. Just in- interesting, I thought, that uh, this is really crazy. And, you know, and this, <laughs> I don't want to get political, this crazy stuff with, like, Trudeau and Canada and all this stuff and all these countries, Russia, Russia, uh, you know, North Korea and China, like, Trudeau was, like, was quoted as saying, like, my, the, the country I admire the most is China. Because they can get things done. I'm like, yeah, they'll run over your house if you don't want to move it when they want to build something. And they'll just kill you. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, like, yeah, sure, they can get things done. Of course. Yeah, because in a drop of a dime, they'll be like, okay, this whole section is out of here. You know, I, I never understood that. We were Because it got into sports because of the, of the tennis and the China and the Ukraine and Russia thing. But these countries can get things done. Yeah, because they're dictatorships they're communists right they're going to control a situation very easily and that goes back to business you can't you can't run a business that way here you just can't you can't run it like a dictatorship you can be like i listen you need leadership you definitely need leadership this i think we've gone the other way if you've been on the blockchain santi and this whole uh community kind of saying like everything's on the blockchain everything on the ledger i love that that every there's an open system but then they're trying to buy land and create these open communities so everything's on the blockchain every decision is made so the whole government's on the blockchain everyone decides so if you're in a community of a hundred thousand people everyone gets to decide whether they're going to build something else in my experience you know when i lived in hoboken dealing with condo associations you can't get seven people to agree to anything so the technology is great, but it's still humans. You need leadership. You can't have a hundred. Like, it's a simple example here. We have, I don't know, we have a lot of people, right? We have a lot of clients. If I asked, if I went to, a, if I, it, perfect micro, if I went into a class and I told four people, what would you like to do today? There'd be four different things. Or what's, you know, what do you think is the most important thing to work on? There'll be four different things. The group needs leadership. They don't know what they need to do because I'm the one who's got the experience, got the knowledge, and knows where to lead them to. So this technology is great. These open systems are great. But you still need leadership. Someone's got to be able to make a decision. Some people just don't like making decisions, and they'll wait around forever, and bad things happen when that happens. So I think we get mesmerized by technology but humans are humans you need leadership you need someone to go okay this is what we're going to do that's what we're going to do because something if i walked into a meeting with the staff and went guys i i really don't know what to do everybody be like well i got to get the hell out of here there's no leadership no one know yeah you know you need that you need to have that so 
going back from the original discussion, like the you know, if I went and this person didn't come, uh, want to work, and I went, oh, Santi, I don't know what to do. Uh, we're uh, this person didn't come. Uh, this place is gonna burn down. Like we're not gonna be able to come. You know, you gotta be able to just say, because hey. people are gonna look to you to to see the response. It's exactly like a kid. So if a kid falls down in class, right? He falls. And, he, and you look at him, and if you freak out and go, oh, my God, are you okay? He starts crying immediately. It's whatever you present to him. If he gets up, and he's a little kid, and you go, oh, you're okay, you're all right. You know, this happens, blah, blah, blah. You know, I fell down when I was a kid. If you make it, like, if you commiserate, understand, make it no big deal, he will feel fine. It's all how you react. They're going to take the lead, and that goes from a 5-year-old to a 40-year-old that you're in charge of. You have to show leadership. You have to show control, even when... Things may be bad. We were closed for four months, right? I could have like we had phoners that you weren't you weren't you were you weren't here then. You weren't here then. We would have uh, video conferences and talks. Imagine if I was just like I don't know if we're gonna. Oh, this is a. Uh. You'd be like I better find another job. You know you have to have, and it's not easy. Like you have to have a certain way about you. That's why I'm saying there's tears for everybody, and everybody needs to know your their role, and it always goes back to team again, and that's why. A team is better than five you know, superstars because everybody needs a role. You need one leader. You need one person that's kind of a jack of all trades that can do everything. I guess I'm talking about maybe a basketball team. You need one person that's going to be the positive person. One person that's going to be the harder person. Everybody needs to have their role. Uh, and if you don't realize that, business is like sports. That's why this podcast is very parallel. You know, we'll talk about tennis, talk about... And I, I tell the... If I go watch a kid's match, and if I freak out during the match, the kid's going to be like, oh my God, I'm terrible. You just tell them this is supposed to happen. This is what's going on. You know, some of the greatest coaches weren't the greatest tennis players. I remember we were in high school, we, uh, we won the States or something, and we got, to the, we got to the group finals. And our best coach was the swimming coach. Because he had won 12 state championships. I went to St. Joseph Metuch, and they were an incredible swimming team. So we were on the bus one day on the way home, and we lost a match. And on the bus, we were home, and we were having such a great time. So this guy is a great leader, right? You don't need to be sometimes, like, technically great at tennis to be a great leader in a sport. We were having all this time. He pulls over on the highway, like pulls over on the shoulder, and just pulls over, stops, turns around. And I think he said, you know, I think he said, looked at us all and goes, do you fucking like losing? It was very similar to the Moneyball thing where, where Brad Pitt said, do you like losing? Like, it was exactly the same thing. This, and this was before him. He was a trailblazer. It was like in the 80s. He goes, do you guys fucking like losing? Because you're having too much fun right now. And that was a great moment to say, listen, don't accept losing. Deal with it, but don't accept it and make it fun. And then I don't think we lost the match until the end. Like, it was a great moment, and that's where you have to capture those moments. You have to be able to go, this is a great teaching moment. This is a great moment where if you show the leadership, those people will, will go through fire for you then. It's those huge critical moments. When he pulled over and said, listen, this is ridiculous. You guys shouldn't be enjoying yourselves. You just got killed. You should be ashamed of yourself. It was great. It was harder, right? That's fine. We had some tough love in the 80s and the 90s. I think it was a little different. It was fine. Um, but those moments are huge in business and in tennis. As a coach, you have to show leadership. And if you don't, and I, and, and I think some of those old school things are great. All this, the way it's going, the way society's going, everybody's got like, 
you know, equal this and equal that, which is great. I'm, I'm not even talking about any of the political things. I'm talking about if you allow for everyone to say, okay, again, wait to decide for something. It's going to be a long wait because some people just don't like making decisions. you got to have that person that will lead. So it's huge. You look at, I mean, and then we go back to Bob. Look at like the president of Ukraine. That guy's unbelievable, right? He won't leave the country. Like that's leadership, right? So, but I think I was, I think I covered a lot of different ones today, Santi. But I, I you know, world's crazy. Business is nuts. You have to deal with a lot of things and you have to be a leader though. You need to be a leader to run something. You need to be a leader to be a good coach. Because if you're, again, it's like asking for the student's opinion. You can ask for their opinion and see how they're feeling, but you can't let them run the situation, right? Because they're looking to you to, to run it and to guide them. Because they're looking for you for the education. They're looking for you because you have the knowledge, right? So that's huge, huge. I mean... Uh, I think I mentioned something about everything being equal. Everyone is equal. We're all humans. That's not what I meant. I'm trying to be clear. It's, I'm talking about there's certain people that are that are better at just leading the group, and they need help with that. So if you are, again, find that self-awareness. If you're not, then that's fine too, and I think we discussed it. It's great being the fifth person. You'd be very successful. You can make a lot of money, and you don't have to deal with all the pressures either, like – and some people are built that way, and that's great. You, you, to me, the greatest quality is having self-awareness. Some people want to be leaders, and they're not, right? They're just, they're just not that way. Um, so have the self-awareness, um, and that's the fine balance. That's the last thing I'll say. You need to be a leader as a boss or as a coach, but you can't be abusive, right, because they just won't listen to you anymore. You have to be respectful. You have to understand their needs, but you have to know when to say, okay, I feel comfortable taking the reins and making sure no one, everyone's got to feel safe, right? So that's what leadership is about, right? Making sure that everyone feels safe because you are saying, all right, I can do this. I can help us through this. Everyone's responsible for their part, but I'm trying to make you feel safe to come be your best person. Does that make sense? Am I being clear, Santi? So do you feel led does it feel comfortable? I mean, the perfect, it, that's a perfect question. Do you feel comfortable here? Do you feel, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, do you feel comfortable? Do you feel like you can be yourself? Do you feel like you're in a situation where you can thrive and feel like you're treated well and you feel like uh, there's someone that can help you or lead you? Yeah. I feel like if I have a problem or anything, um, there's certain people I can go to, you know, I look up to certain people here that, you know, and then other people, I would say, also look up to me sometimes, you know, depending. Even, like, when the high school kids come and they teach or the younger kids come and teach, you know, they, they look at us and then we look at a step above. So there's different, you know. And then certain things I know that I'm super comfortable leading on my own, like pickleball things and stuff like that. Um, and I feel like I'm always myself. I've, now, before, yeah. I used to feel, like, very, like, I have to act a certain way. Yeah. You come in, Leon. It's all right. No big deal. Hey, but that's Leon, another leader. We're talking about leadership. So see how that yeah. progresses, right? 
you come to an environment, you feel safe enough to go, all right, I'm a little figuring this out, but you feel safe enough to grow in it, right? Especially when you start, you need to feel that security to say, okay, I can be myself. You don't feel like you're being dictated to or abused, right? Because in workplaces there are. And then you can kind of grow into what you are. And I think for you specifically, you're growing into being naturally a leader because I kind of let people open up themselves. And some people aren't. Some people aren't like... Some people are just more like, I'll, I'll do my shift, I'll do it great, and I'm done, which is fine, too. You need that, too. I think you're a little bit more of, say, management material because you have the ability to organize, delegate, and just naturally go, all right, I can figure out. Like, some of the things you're doing, I didn't even train you. Train you, you just listened and could figure it out, like just helping someone at the desk or things like that. Those things you think are natural to you, they're not natural to a lot of people. Yeah, they'll be like, uh, they don't. Leave, they'll hear the phone ring, they won't pick it up. Because they just don't, won't think it's their job, right? Instead of saying, oh, I should pick this up because it's ringing. You know, you know those are simple. That's a perfect example, you know? And, I, and then it's my job to notice that and go, all right, Santi's picking up the phone. He's helping this person. He's doing this. He knows what the registration form is where I haven't even told you yet, right? You're just aware. So that is me noticing, go, okay, this guy's good at this. And you nurture that. It would be like me telling another employee to be like a highlight coach or something different and going, this person's not even this person, right? So, but good. Well, we'll be here every week. Hopefully the podcast helps a little bit and uh, we're going to be live on TikTok on Sundays when we show our class. It's a lot of fun. So watch it. TikTok live, four o'clock. We'll answer any questions, too. It was good because we answered a lot of questions, too. So please come with your questions. Thanks, guys. Hey, everybody. Hope you like the podcast. Please share it with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves. Share it.